the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. Again, I'm Dottie Herman. Welcome to Ion Real Estate. Um, as you most likely know, we try to keep you up to everything real estate, whether it's regular real estate and mortgage rates or what's going on today because there's so much going on in real estate, whether it's rentals or prices, that it's really probably in my life, one of the most crazy times in real estate. And we're all looking and everyone's calling, Dottie, what do you think? Is it going to go higher? Is it going to stop? Should I buy a house now? Should I wait? So we're going to address a lot of those questions. We're also going to talk about inflation since every paper that you read is all about inflation and what that's doing. Um, Even though we think it's coming down a bit, that's some good news. Um, But before we do that, I want to express our sympathies um, and, you know, our sympathies go out to the Trump family for the loss of their mother, Ivana, who was 73 years old. And in a few minutes, we'll have a special guest, Todd Shapiro, who was Ivanka Trump's publicist and very good friend. And he's going to tell you a little about her because obviously we all know her as President Trump's first wife. And um, But she did far more beyond that. She was an icon and a big part of New York City in her own right. So he's going to come on and talk a little about her. And, of course, we'll be joined um, at about 1030 uh, with our legal expert, attorney Stephen Everett. He's a partner at the prestigious firm Kasson Kasson that's located in Westchester, the Philistine, on the latest legal developments in business. If you have any questions along the way, make sure you can call us at 866-970-9622. Um, and even if we can't get you on the air, we'll try to answer your questions. I on Real Estate is sponsored by Citizens Bank, the place to go to for mortgage or just to get mortgage information. And you can check out their website at citizensbank.com or you can call them at 800-922-9999. And I must tell you that Citizens Bank has the name Citizens because that's the bank that was founded to help citizens, regular people like you and me, and not just big corporations, although they do them too. Uh, Last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast, and you can find more about them, again, if you go to citizensbank.com, or if you prefer to call them, you can call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
Ace will not be on the show today. He's traveling in business, um, so we'll do the best we can to fill you in on the mortgage and the mortgage rates, which is another thing that everyone's talking about since they're rising and what that means to you and, and how it's affecting our economy. Um, and as you know, we had a guest last week who said they could go up to like 11%, 12%. I don't think that. I don't think they're going to go up that, but uh, we'll be talking about that also. I always want you to know that you can follow me um, and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. Just press in Dottie Herman and you'll get me. And if you'd like, you can sign up for my monthly newsletters. They're free at www.dottieherman.com. Of course, you can listen to past shows on the App Store, search Iron Real Estate, or just go to the station 970 and they have all of our shows. I was, um, well, I'm always up early, but I was up extremely early because I just did uh, a TV thing for News One on, um, their question was rentals, okay, because uh, mortgage rates are are driving, you know, driving would-be buyers because there's so many buyers, and with interest rates going up, a lot of them were priced out of the market, and they're going into rentals, and... The average, and this made history, but the average Manhattan rent topped $5,000 historically. So this is the first time that the average rent was over $5,000, and that's according to a report by appraisal firm Miller Samuel, who does that for Douglas Elwood. Meanwhile, the borough's median rent reached a record of $4,000 in May, and in, in, in... uh, June, it edged up to 4050 These gains came from surging mortgage rates caused home sales to dip. Okay? Uh, people were priced, when mortgage rates went up, people got priced out of the market. So what did they all do? When you can't buy because you don't qualify anymore, you rent. Rising rents have characterized this year's market as becoming increasingly tied to, you know, the mortgage rates. And there is no inventory, okay? We have a, a less than 2%. I think it's 1.9 to be exact of vacancy rate, means there are no apartments for rent, okay? Um, there's no inventory. And, again, go back to everything, supply and demand. When there is no supply and there's a larger demand, then prices go up, and there's a limited supply. You have buyers that are priced out of the market, so are now turning to rentals, and you have high interest rates, so they're getting out. And you have, you know, what I see, a lot of young people who are really entering the city again. Um, there's a big surge of, of millennials, and even Generation Z coming into the city uh, to to get rentals. And it is almost impossible. When you have a rental now, if it's a good rental, there are lines to get in. People are paying this year, listen to this number, 29% more than they did last year. Okay? The rentals are 29% more. The inventory, I mean, that's the amount of rentals that are on the market, 
is over four, it's almost 46% year over year less than last year. Okay, now people ask me, gee, what, what's going to happen? Is this going to slow down? Is rentals going to slow down? And I don't see that in the near future. Uh, people who left the city, or, and because so many things are happening, people who left the city, and I was telling, um, I think it was News 12 I was on, that I think I remember coming back to New York City maybe the first year of COVID. And I, I thought I was in the twilight zone. I was walking down Fifth Avenue, and there really wasn't a car. I mean, there was no cars. There was no one here. And I said, oh, my God, this is so sad. And no one really bet on the city coming back so fast. But if you've been in the city, you'll know the traffic, I think, is worse than before the pandemic. The restaurants are packed. Um, there's people all over. And you're starting to see a lot of tourists that are American. You know, I think the foreigners are starting to come back. But the first ones back were Americans who wanted to get out and started coming to the city because the number one place where people want to go in the United States is New York City. And so they're returning, Okay. So you have a crazy situation out there, and someone said, well, how could people pay that much money? Because $5,000 for an average rate is a huge amount of money. Uh, but I said, you know, we don't make prices. So, uh, you know, when people say, well, what should prices be? We don't make them. But if somebody is willing to pay $5,000 or more, then... That people get them, and the owners of rentals, and if you happen to be an owner of rental, and I've always said for the last couple of months, investment rental properties is a good place to get into uh, because we don't see that changing. If you're an owner and you have millions of people that want your rental, then you can ask for whatever you want, and as long as somebody's willing to pay for it, then you can take the cream of the crop. And so someone said, well, when will they go down? And they're only going to go down when people don't want to pay them, and there's so many people that want them that people are paying those prices. So I don't, I don't, see, I don't see that that trend is going to change, at least for the next year. Now, obviously, if we have a recession, that's a different story. And, of course, I think I talked a little about it last week, uh, and I said, you know, some say we are in a recession, some say we're going into a recession. But from everything I read and, I, and I've looked at, um, and, and I'll try to have time to talk about that later, even if we do have a recession, it doesn't look like it's going to be a strong recession. It looks like it will be milder than most uh, recessions. Now, the average price for luxury rentals, I gave you the average price for just plain rentals. If you go into luxury rentals, the average price for luxury rentals was 13, in New York City was $13,573. Can you imagine that? And that is up year to year, so that's up from last year, by 38%. Okay? Um and when you think about those numbers, and if you should ever talk to somebody that is not from New York and they hear these numbers, they might think that you're taking drugs because it's 
kind of crazy. Um, and this should looks like it's going to continue. It doesn't look like we see a stop. Uh, it looks like it's just going to go on and on. Uh, 29%, 29% increase on, on the average rental, which is 5,000, uh, which we, 29% increase from last year. So people are paying over $1,000 more for rentals this year, and there's lines, trust me, lines of people waiting to get more rentals. And so one of my, actually somebody emailed me, how do I, how do I compete? Well, let me say this. Number one, on rentals, make sure your credit is pristine because the yeah the the the, the renters the 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 people that lease are always going to check your credit. So make sure because they're going to only take the best credit. You have to be on top of it. You have to have a good record, and you probably have to have money because um, I don't have the exact number. I don't have the exact number, but it looks like they're looking for like four times at least four times of the income that, you know, of the rental that you have an in income. So they're looking for people that it's not just making it. You have to have money to spare. They don't want to take any chances. And by the way, they don't have to. Now, before I continue with that, um, as I told you before, uh, we were lucky to have uh, a good friend and her publicist, um, Todd Shapiro, who did about Ivanka's publishing, and he also was friends, and he's on the line. And Todd, hi, Todd, and thanks for calling in. Hey, Dottie, thank you so much. And I want to thank you, Dottie, for you know making this show available and educating so many people out there about how to, how to be successful, how to manage, how to manage money, you know, and how to do things, and you know that people have problems doing today. You, your show is, you know, would really be as an angel that helps a lot of people and provides wings for people to be able to provide for others. And I well, thank, thank you very you, much God. for doing so. Thank you, because in my day when I was young, first of all, I don't think parents, at least with girls, I don't think they really talk to kids about money as much as they should have, you know, especially as a woman. And my father never talked to me about it. And second of all, when I was young and I was buying my first house, here's what they said to me. I wasn't in the real estate business yet. They said, okay, we'll show you three houses, a good house, a medium house, and a horrible house, and you'll probably pick the best one. Um, at the time, the mortgages, I mean, I bought a house in Southampton. I had no money. I couldn't afford it. But I said, you know, worse to worse, I'll rent it. I've always wanted a house. So the bank said, fine, you want the house? As long as your credit's good, you can have it. And um, I said, well, I'll take it. And I didn't qualify for it, uh, but the banks were much more lenient on lending money then, and now they're not. So, you know, now you really have to qualify. So there wasn't as much to learn. The market's complicated now. So, as you know, it's very complicated. So there's so much to know. It's impossible to know everything. So we try to give you as much as we can. As you know, Todd, I just did a... Uh, a show for News One, and we talked about it, and I just was talking about it to the our listeners about how crazy rentals are. 
and how the average it's, it's, it's history to the roof. It's, it's crazy. To the roof. It's not. But you know, you know what? what? I got to tell you something. Yeah, so. No, and what I'm saying is, like, you know, what, but you're, what you're helping taking young people, you're teaching them how to make it in life, how to, how to take something smaller, build equity. You know, take something out there. And you know what? In today's rental, telling people when the trends are going. I mean, it's so important to, because a lot of people don't know. I mean, you're right. And I've told everyone buy investment property, rental property. And you know what, Todd? Think about it. If you bought a home two years ago, okay, just two years yeah. ago, you already have equity in that home. All right? So most people are sitting. Now, if you had a house for 10 years, you have a lot of equity in your home. Most people are sitting on a lot of equity, okay? Now, that equity that they're sitting on in their homes, the home is going to go up or down regardless of how much equity they have. That's like money that they're not using. That's just kind of like money that you're putting under a mattress. And I'm suggesting not for everyone, but for them to call their accountants and maybe you take some equity out of the home if you have a lot and you buy another home. Or you buy an investment so property. Um, there's no one size fits all, and obviously everything depends on your situation, your age, your job stability. But I really suggest that everybody talk to their accountants because you, most people who bought homes have equity and they're sitting on it. No, you listen, you saved a lot of people. Let's talk about Ivana Trump. Let's yes. talk about Ivana. So we, we, we you are we lost a publicist a and a friend. Tell us about her because everybody knows her as president, as the president's well, first wife. But there's so much more to her than that. And I would let, love let me, you to talk about let, it. As a businesswoman, there was nobody stronger. And let me tell you something. Her, you know, she had a, a three-second um, she had a three-second um, quote, quote when she did, the, you know, the first wives club, and it was iconic. And I think, you know, she 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 probably cost men billions of dollars. Her three words were, "Ladies, get it? even." I saw the first wives club, but I've got the words. She, she goes, she goes, ladies, get even. Ladies, get even. Oh. They're basically, in the middle of a divorce. Get even. So, you know, anyway, she, she, she was iconic. What she did, what she did at the Plaza Hotel, you know. The, Would you the, tell us point, a little about that, about what so she, she did at the she Plaza Hotel? She went in there. The Plaza Hotel was, you know, it was iconic. It's been around, presidents, but it was falling apart. When, when, when they took over, when her, her family took it over, most people think of, you know, um, Donald Trump, you know, as a, as a business person through the years. But you know what? His success came because of Ivana Trump. Ivana, Ivana was the most amazing person. She went in. He put her in charge. She was like a five-star general. She took over the, the Plaza Hotel. She ran it. Um, and she took every, like, if you look at every crystal chandelier and every rug and Todd, every table. Todd, could you, Todd, could you continue? We're going to have a commercial break. Can you pick up on that? If you just give us two minutes, we're just coming to a break, a commercial break, and then I want you to continue talking about that. We'll be right back talking about Ivanka Trump.
If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Relief factor. Pain relief that works. Pain relief that's real. Pain relief that is liberating tens of thousands of Americans across the country from their daily pain. Me included. But not just me. People like Reggie from Florida. This is Reggie's story. I have a lot of pain from aging, and after only four days of using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. Can't wait to see how I feel in a couple more weeks. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God. Incredible words. Find out for yourself. Order the three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five at relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Reggie, and thousands of your fellow Americans. What have you got to lose? Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cash back not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. I'm Rob Taub, host of Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, a unique radio program for fans and industry pros. We celebrate theater, but not just the stars. While we've featured renowned thespians like David Threlfall and Kelly O'Hara, our guests have also included Tony Award-winning director Scott Ellis, scenic designer Scott Pask, Jessica Blank, and Eric Jensen, the creators of the off-Broadway hit Coal Country, and film producer David Winkler. Writers have included comedy legend Alan Swan, 
Roy Bell and best-selling author John Sanford. We even discovered indie film director Sofia Alvarez. Our in-depth interviews take you inside the creative process so you learn how a production really comes together. Tune in to AM 970 The Answer on Sundays at 5 p.m. or live stream at www.am970theanswer.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. And we're back, and we've been talking to Todd Shapiro, who is a Vanka Trump's publicist, and by the way, and friend, by the way, I just have to say, Todd is also probably one of the best publicists I know in the industry. So it's really a pleasure to have you. Now, I was trying to help people because everybody knows Ivanka, you know, oh, that's President Trump's first wife. Okay, but they don't know, a lot of people don't know really a lot about her. So you were starting to tell us that she did so much more than people really know. Now, the plaza, she just redid the whole thing. she She did piece by piece every candelabra, every, um, every, everywhere throughout that place. She she took it and made magic out of it. She also did the same thing years ago when when um, they had their first property, her and her husband. They had their first property, took over the Commodore Hotel, which eventually became the Hyatt in Grand Central. She took old tubs of you know of uh, porcelain tubs and put. I mean, she just changed their marble. She took all the marble you see in all the Trump hotels or the Trump or the Trump um, condominiums. The marble, the, the glitter, the class, when you walk in, that brand was all started by a woman by the name of Ivana Trump. She added class, but let me tell you a funny story, because this is a really funny story. A lot of people say, how did, how did, how did Donald and Ivana meet? I mean, that's probably the biggest question there was. So I, I was very close. Uh, once a month, I would sit, maybe sometimes twice, or I would sit with Ivana, and we'd go to Nello's, and we'd have lunch, and we'd sit and talk. And she, she told me the story how and the her and her and Donald met. So what happened was, she was a young, beautiful model. She came from the Czech Republic. She was on the ski team, the professional Olympic ski team. Her and her girlfriends went to a place called Maxwell Plums. I don't, did, Adi, did you ever go to Maxwell Plums? I back did. In the day? I go back that long. It was a place to go. You couldn't get a day. table. You couldn't get a table in there. You know, it was like getting a table over at, at the polo. You couldn't get a table at Maxwell Plum. But her and her two girlfriends are sitting there waiting, and this young, dashing man named Donald walks over to her, looks in her eyes, says, starts talking to her. She go, he goes, I'm going to take care of it. Ten minutes later, Ivana walks over to her girlfriend says, I got good news and I got bad news. He goes, the good news is, you know, I got us a table. The bad news, we have to sit down. We have to, sh- we have to share it with this guy, which is, you know, pretty funny. And then all of a sudden, they sit down. They have, they, have, they have dinner. They have a good time. They're laughing. And then Donald, who doesn't drink, disappears. Disappears. The ladies are looking. Where, where is this guy? Ivana's, and Ivana has a boyfriend at the time. All of a sudden, they walk outside. And there's a beautiful white limousine waiting for him with Donald, with Donald leaning on the side. Wow. They come out, they're smiling, they're laughing. The, the only problem was 
McDonald's limousine driver had the night off. So guess who had to drive them home? Donald Trump actually drove them home on their first time they ever met in a limousine. Oh, what a great story that is. Who would have guessed that he would do that? But, that- you know, that's the, you know, when you're young and starting out and, you, and you're in love, you do, you do everything you can. And, you and know, you know she... Um, I want to ask you something, because besides that she was a great mom, and I personally know her children since they were little kids, and they are really wonderful kids. She made them work. They never were spoiled, okay? They worked. They all had jobs. They had chores. Um, She was pretty strict, and she, you know, she made sure that they had a sense of business, and they just didn't, you know, get like some rich kids and just get everything they wanted. And she was a great mom. And but she was she came, also she, she came from Russia where her parents didn't and but understand the Czech Republic where she came from was part right. of a Russian republic at the time. She didn't have a, a dollar to her name. She was you know her parents were very, very poor. And she taught the value to the kids that everything you have you gotta work for it. And every even if you look at the, like the way she took the kids, the kids used to come into Trump Plaza. They, they used to have to work in Trump Plaza, 15, 14 years old. They used to play with building blocks. Eventually, they took the building blocks and made skyscrapers out of them. But this is the kind of, kind of things that, that she taught. I mean, she her taught son. She taught a good work ethic. But I want to ask you a question. I, yeah. You know her well. And, you know, if you really read about her, you will also read some very negative things, like that she was rotten, that she was mean to everyone, um, that you know she was like a tyrant. And you know, you know what? It, to be in business, to be in business today, you're not always in business to make friends. You know, um, and unfortunately, when you're tough in business and you got to be tough, you know, for the bottom line, sometimes you're not going to make everyone happy. But and as a that, mom. She demanded perfection. And we're going back to a time where um, I don't want to be sexist, but I think even now, if men are tough, they get away with it a lot more. You know, oh, he's just a tough boss. If a woman is tough, a lot of times, I don't know if I should use the word on the air, but I'll say it starts with B-I-T-C-H. Okay, they'll call her different names. And she was before her time. So because yep. she was tough and that's because she wanted everything to be perfect. Yes. If, if a man, if a man is aggressive, you know, he's considered, you know, he's considered, you know, tenacious. If a woman's aggressive, sometimes, you know, they would, they would get a bad name, but you know what? Women today have changed. You know, we, you know, we almost, you know, we almost had a woman president, you know, um, but we've changed a lot where we are today with a glass ceiling is, is breaking every day. It's not all there yet, but you know You're what? Right. She would have been the front. She would have been the front cover of every magazine of all the different things she did because there was nobody like Ivana Trump in her time. She was more famous when she. I would walk down the street with her, and but walking down the street with you is pretty much the same. But walking down the street was like people. She was more famous in her day than than you know Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. I mean, if you look at how, how famous she was. But what, She's an icon and a her pioneer, in my opinion, a pioneer for women. Yeah, the, 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 war, the war in Ukraine didn't get as much publicity as her divorce. Her divorce was on the front cover for months yeah. and months 
Every day, if he said something or she said something, it was always in there. But you know what? Because she was that kind of person. She was, she, you know, she, she took from coming here. She made, she made a company. She built a company. It doesn't come from one person. It comes from a team. It comes from two people that work together, that accomplish things. She was a dynamo. She was a, um, it was a sex symbol. She was a model. She was beautiful. She was smart. And she didn't. She knew how to not take no for an answer, just like you right. guys. And, and, not, and Todd, not before no you go, answer. you know yes. her also as a friend. And so, just before you go, and I so much appreciate you talking about her um, and telling us the real, the real Ivanka. What was she like as a friend? Like, what was she like when she was off, wasn't working, and you're having a cup of coffee with her or a drink? What was she like then? You know what? She was. She, her, she was. First of all, she didn't go anywhere without without Tiger. Tiger was a dog. Everywhere she went, she was with her dog. Um, she, you know, she loved she loved people. She loved fashion. She loved looks, but she loved helping people. She she was a, besides being a good mom. Her mom is probably in her nineties today. She's still alive. She took wow. care of her mom, and to to, the, to this day, she took made sure her mom at ninety something, even though she had health ailments. She made sure her mom was, oh, wherever she went, her mom stayed with her at, at, at wherever she was to make sure she had, she was offered to become the ambassador of the, of the Czech Republic. She didn't want to do it. She wanted to enjoy life. She loved life. She loved people. She was a good person. You know what? She, she, would, you know, she would not take things for free. She would pay for things. And more important, you know what? She was a friend to a lot of people. When, you know, when she walked into a restaurant, People loved her. I went, we went to the Plaza Hotel to do an event with her about five years ago. It's like 20 years after our family owned the Plaza. The, the, the waiters, the owners, the managers, all these people came up to her like she was like the greatest thing, the greatest boss they ever had. Because you know what? Some people are different, but she got on her hands and knees and worked. And that's what made her a success and made her a good person. She would scrub on the floor and get on the hand. There's a, a billionaire, millionaire. Back in the day, she worked. She didn't know what it was like to get down and make a difference and really give everything all. And that's what made us successful. Right. And, you know, and, and, and we're, and we're all going to miss her. It's a, yeah, she well, that's men. good. <laughs> but we're well, all going to miss men. her. Let me tell you something. I think she was married three <laughs> times after. But she loved men. Well, okay. Because we have a commercial coming up. So we'll leave it at that. That she was an icon. She was a pioneer for women, um, and she loved men. Uh, Todd, thank you so much um, for, for really talking about her. We really want to get the insight of the real Ivanka. Thank you so much. And we'll be back with Stephen Eber, who is someone we're going to be talking about. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? 
Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com. That's surroundnewyork.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. After driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, we believe Mitsubishi Motors now launches its most exciting lineup ever. Get thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Choose from a wide selection of trim levels in either front-wheel drive or all-wheel control, all featuring the flexibility of third-row seating. With special finance and lease programs, you'll be sure to find just the right Mitsubishi Outlander for you. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com. That's FreeholdMitsubishi.com. Or call 732-863-2788. 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi. Who doesn't love a great dry-aged ribeye steak or a scrumptious, juicy leg of lamb? You know, cooked to perfection the way a fine restaurant serves it. You can't seem to match that great flavor of a fine restaurant steak at home, can you? Well, now you can. It starts with the quality of the cut. The answer is clear. Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors, operating in the New York, New Jersey area, supplying fine restaurants for 100 years. Lafreda supplies over 1,600 fine restaurants daily with flavor. Lawless perfection. Lafreda serves the country's best chefs and restaurants. You can now have all the same cuts of beef, pork, and poultry delivered directly to your home from an iconic meat purveyor operating since 1922. Visit them at lafreda.com and try America's best meat. L A F R I E D A.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune into Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970, The Answer. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we welcome back to Eye on Real Estate. And um, I'm here with our legal expert, one of the best real estate attorneys I know, from Kasson and Kasson, Stephen Ebert. Morning, Stephen. Good morning, Dottie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Actually, I'm a little tired. I had to do news one, and I think I had to be ready and dressed at 8 o'clock in the morning, so I'm running on a thin ice. But um, 
there's so much to talk about, and I, you know, I, 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 I love to have an open conversation, but I, I thought because I was reading, you know, I read the papers like every paper because so that I have good concepts and I know what's going on that's current, and every paper seemed to have, every paper I read had something about inflation, and. Just to, before we talk about that and anything else that you think is important to talk, um, I just want to give our listeners that rising prices is known as inflation. That's what inflation is, when prices rise. And it's not only if they're rising in the United States, global inflation is trending upward. And, of course, the war in Ukraine has amplified supply and demand imbalances, originally brought about... uh, by the COVID pandemic, and when prices for energy, food, commodities, goods, and services rise, the the entire economy is affected. You know, it's affected affects everyone, and the impact of inflation has it impacts your cost of living, it impacts cost of doing business, it impact, impacts cost of borrowing money, mortgages. Uh, it hurts and erodes purchasing power because you can't purchase as much for the money. Um, it helps those who took fixed-rate mortgages. And, of course, always they tell you that real estate is a good edge for inflation. Um, and I know that gas prices have gone down, so it's getting milder. What is your read of what's going on now? Guys, so there's a number of things going on. Let me – I'm going to throw out a few specific instances, and then I'll talk about trends. So there was some recent data that showed in the most recent monthly spending, there was a concern that U.S. consumers would be spending less. And in fact, U.S. consumer spending went up 1%. Now, um, at first blush, that's good news because the U.S. consumer spending is probably about two-thirds of demand uh, in the economy. Um, And so the fact that they're continuing to spend is good news. Although I will point out, with the impact of inflation, they're buying fewer goods, even though they're spending a little bit more money. Um, I do think also you're starting to see the price of gas to come down. Um, President Biden's in the Middle East. He was in Israel yesterday. I believe in Saudi Arabia right now. And I'm sure as part of that, they are going to make some sort of deal about production. So be on the lookout to see where oil production is over the next uh, month or so of what's happening. Although, personally, a little disappointed, we could have solved some of that with domestic uh, production as well. I agree. But that's a factor for, for gas prices. Keep in mind, though, that most of the gas price increase has been because, I'm sorry, decrease, apologies, has been because of tax holidays, right? New York State generally has a 16 cent per gallon tax, and what New York State did was they put the gas tax on a temporary holiday. And that's one of the things that kept the gas prices from going up and some decrease. There's also a federal gas tax. Did they no, do I'm that talking about, I, did they, I think they put it into effect like a month ago. So when oh. you saw some of the gas price increase slow down and in some cases drop a little bit, yes. keep in mind most of that is because of gas tax holidays, which means, okay, great, The price that I'm paying per gallon to fill up my car has gone down. I'm happy about that. But what that also means is that the government is not getting that gas tax revenue. And that revenue typically goes for road maintenance and other things. 
So you got to pay. So it's a little bit of shifting the cards around on the table. Um, you know, so what I would like to see is a real drop in prices, not just because we have tax holidays, right? That that's an important signal. Um, and, and and so that, that that's well, some no, of the key Steve, issues going I, on. I just read that the June inflation um, rate exceeded uh, exceeded eight point six percent. Oh yeah, and you're seeing Dottie right now some of the classic moves going on. You're going to see there's a, there's a concept in economics known as substitute goods, right? So what happens is you're going to probably see the price of beef increase slow down. Why? Beef is more expensive than poultry or pork. And so what happens is as those prices go up, you're going to see fewer people demanding beef, especially now or after July 4th and the barbecues, and they'll probably buy more chicken. And pork, and you'll see probably more vegetable buying because people can't afford that. So you're going to start to see a differentiation, I think, within foodstuffs because what's going to happen is some of the cheaper items will have an increase in demand. You know, it, it, some of the classic stories is fast food companies like McDonald's and Burger King right. or Wendy's, uh, pizza shops, they tend to do better when the economy has inflation and a downturn because people are buying cheaper food. Right. It, it costs less money to make a meal for a family. So you're probably going to see some of those signs where and that's what I would look for. Are those companies having increases in revenue because they're cheaper sources of food for the family? Now, Steve, a question. Obviously, the feds are raising interest rates to curb inflation, to stop, hopefully to, to, to have people buy less. Okay, which has not happened so far. People are still buying, and maybe they have money because they didn't spend a lot in the pandemic. But do you see that eventually coming to like a, a slowing up a bit? Because I sure. I so let me. I said yeah. So let me give a little bit of background on that. Yeah. Yeah. So what what happens if you think about the economy? It's basically four factors when you're looking at it. You have consumer spending, you have government spending, you have the net of imports and exports, and then what happens is the last plate is you have investment. And when I'm talking about investment right now, we're not talking about how you're doing in the stock market. What we're talking about is the investment by industry in what we call new plant and equipment. And what happens is if you increase the Fed funds rate, and that is the rate the government's talking about. That is the rate in which the Federal Reserve System is lending to banks, right? They're the bank of the banks, right. which then right. has a whole impact on what we call short-term commercial paper, right? There's all sorts of literally one-day loans that are out there very short-term. And if you're increasing the rate to borrow, then what happens is a company is going to say, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't open up that new manufacturing plant. Maybe I shouldn't do this because the cost to borrow went up, and if my profit margin is X and my cost to borrow just went up by Y, now all of a sudden I thought I was going to make 10% on this plant, and now maybe I'm going to make 1% or 2%. And so now what becomes a very obvious business move to do maybe becomes a not-so-obvious and the concern with that, and this is when you hear the worst scenario, is if you overdo this, stagflation. 
you have both the inflation, the higher cost of things, with a stagnating economy. And that's what you had in the 70s, that stagflation. So what's very important right now, and the Federal Reserve has to be very, very careful, is that they need to be very careful of how much they turn up that interest rate dial. Now, Steve, we had a guest on last week who was a retired uh, doctor. He had a doctorate in finance, and he went on to say that interest rates, which I don't necessarily agree with him, but he went on to say that interest rates could go up as as far as they did when I bought a house, which was like 11 12%. And I said, oh, I really don't think so. I don't think they'll go up that much. Now, I know they're projecting another boost that's going to be like either one. I think it was supposed to be 0.75, but I think it's going to be 1%. Um, what do you see? Do you see an end to the rising interest rates? or? I think I think there has to be, and, and I would respectfully disagree with the other person. And here's yeah, why. I do too. And 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 here here's what's very very important. There is a statistic that one has to look at carefully, which is going to have a very very big feedback effect globally. And the statistic that I'm talking about is what percentage is the total amount of government debt relative to the size of the economy. And what we're seeing right now is that the amount of debt that we have, forget about the dollar amount for a minute. In my opinion, a more important factor is not the total amount of debt, but how much debt we have relative to our productive power, right? Our, Our gross domestic product, right? And what you're having now is that the debt is getting to the point where it is exceeding the amount of annual production. And that is a warning sign, right? And this is, by the way, not just in the U.S. You know, people talk a lot about China. Their rate of debt growth relative to their economic growth is actually at a much higher rate than the U.S. right now. Um, We have a lot of debt in Europe, Japan, other areas. And, you know, Russia, you know, it got talked about for a microsecond. You know, Russia is not making its debt payments, although the amount of debt they have is relatively low. And there's obviously politics behind that. But what happens is, Donnie, is that once you have your debt being too big relative to the size of the economy, then you get into a bigger question. What is the cost to the society, to research, to economic production, the ability to provide social services? What is the cost on that country? And what you're going to have is that the, the cost of servicing the debt, paying the interest, trying to pay down the principal, it becomes higher. And so here's what I think, and this is maybe the lawyer in me who's always a skeptic on things a little bit, um, is that governments, because the amount of sovereign debt globally, not just in the U.S., is relatively so high, they can't let the interest rates go up too much because if they do, then the cost in the budget, the government budget of all the countries will be too high. They will not be able to perform for society and provide those goods and services. And that's exactly the conversation that's starting to happen. And if you look at President Biden tried to put together sort of a new version of that Build Back Better, big government stimulus spending program, 
this was exactly the point, combined with some stuff on environmental roles, that Joe Manchin, one of the key Democrats who, in the Senate from West Virginia who's not signing off on it, is talking about. And that's absolutely critical. So for maybe the wrong reason, I think rates are going to be limited as to how high they go because government won't allow it. If they make the rates too high, government won't be able to afford paying the debt and give the Social Security and the Medicare and the Medicaid and so forth, all those other services in society, because the debt service will be too high as a percent of government spending. Well, you know, Stephen, I was reading, and there's two schools of thoughts on this, so I'm curious to see what you think. The good news is that household wealth is at an all-time high. People are flush with cash. The job market is good, with payrolls up $1.1 million in the last three months. And most economists say, because obviously everyone's talking about also recession, that if we do have a recession, it will be mild. But others say um, that the fundamentals are not as strong as they're saying, and that inflation is eating into people's savings, and if they've got raises, it's eating into that. Um, and the job market may be less robust um, than everyone thinks, and that claims from unemployment and rising rates have gone up. And they're saying that this, you know, now there's talk about us going in a recession, although they feel it might be mild. What is your thoughts on that? I think there's a lot of conflicting data, and I think this is why a lot of people um, are uncertain as to what the path is. Um, and so all these points that are being out there, I think, point to a few different things. I think number one about household wealth, I really would be curious as to what the snapshot of the time period is, because as you know, the stock market has one one of its worst runs ever in Absolutely. 2022. And so I, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to see how there's more household wealth today than there was last year at this time, just given the performance of the markets. Um, there has been a tremendous loss in valuations, although, you know, I've had different, you know, it's, I've enjoyed my conversations with Ace, and sorry he can't be here today, um, on cryptocurrency. You know, I find it both interesting, but we've had a slightly difference of opinion. And, and look at where crypto has gone. Basically, Bitcoin in the mid-60,000 um, per, yeah. per coin now, now to like 19,000. Um, yeah. And I and it fluctuates so much that number might even be out of date. And you know that that's a key factor. And where does that wealth go, and how does that lead to further spending and investment in the economy? Yeah, listen, can you hold that thought? Because I also want to talk. There's a, a an article in the Wall Street Journal that housing is likely to fuel inflation, um, and I want to continue that. But we have um, the, the news coming up right now. But I, I, I really want to talk again because we're in a very transitional period and it's kind of, we're not really sure. We're going to be right back talking about the different possibilities with Stephen Ebert, with Catherine Kassin, and myself right after the 11 o'clock news.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.